Hey everybody, welcome back for episode 6 of my point of view with me, Camila. Well, hey everybody, I cannot believe we're already on episode 6. It's been a month, well, this week has been a month since I uploaded my very first episode and that's so exciting. But yeah, well, um, this week's episode is gonna be a bit more... Not so deep, it's gonna be about one of my many passions and I'm gonna go in a lot of, I'm gonna ramble a lot, that's what I want to say, uh, but it's a very much needed like sit down talk podcast because I've been studying all week. I'm finishing my midterm season because here in Argentina we have a different kind of school year than the states our school year goes from march to july our first semester and our second semester is from august to december more or less around those dates and yeah i'm finishing my midterm season and after that i'm gonna have like two weeks almost free with nothing which They're gonna be very exciting weeks for the podcast because very exciting things are coming. I'm not gonna spoil anything until next week. But since the weeks to come are gonna be more exciting, I'm gonna have a more like maybe not everyone's cup of tea, but I really like this topic. If you know me, you know I love to talk about movies. Basically, we're gonna talk about movies and Oscars and award seasons. The next episodes are gonna be more helpful and more interesting maybe but still if you wanna you know listen to some good movie recommendations you can listen to this episode oh okay as i was saying the topic of this episode is gonna be award season if you know me you know i've been a big award season fan award season follower since 2013 Um, and I'm gonna tell you a little bit of how is how how I started being a big follower. Not so much a why because there's not like a specific reason of why and then why I ended up watching every single movie of the award season to until like, like last year and I'm gonna keep on doing it for 2021, 2022, etc. But Yeah, basically that's it. And then I'm gonna tell you from 2013 to 2020 my favorite award season movies of each season, basically of each year, and opinions about that. Maybe some unpopular opinions, maybe not so unpopular. And I'm not like a movie expert or a film major or film student or whatever. This is basically things that I've learned while watching movies while watching our season while googling while i'm watching movies basically yeah that's it and i'm gonna first tell you how i got into them and then just give my opinions i have very strong opinions about some specific awards from different years that i'm very vocal about in like my personal life but not a lot of people really care about them so i'm gonna give them here and Yeah, and if you haven't watched any of these movies, then I hope you watch at least one of them. I'm gonna give like a brief summary that I found on the internet to just so you just kind of get the idea of each movie if you really don't know them. But yeah, I'm not gonna talk about every single movie in every single category because I could be here for hours and I totally would, but I can't. So I'm gonna talk, basically, I'm gonna talk about the most important awards which would be best picture best director the best leading roles and the best supporting roles um basically those are the ones that i that i take like my i i i grab those nomin i grab i don't grab those nominations but i see those nominations and i kind of select the movies that i have to watch for the year so that's how kind of i arrange my movie watching 
season. The good thing about the award season is that here in Argentina is basically the middle of summer, so I have a lot of time to watch the movies, the movies, those movies. So that's great. And I would love to have time right now to rewatch a lot of these movies, but oh my god, I don't have any time. I think that you can hear how tired I am <laughs> from my voice. But yeah, this is a nice talk about something I love that's gonna like make me take my mind off school for a couple minutes, hours, whatever. So yeah, so let's get started. So yeah, so the very first year, I mean, you have to position yourself in 2013. So 2013 was a big year for two things, Tumblr and the Hunger Games stuff. Those two things are important because the Hunger Games kind of started this Jennifer Lawrence obsession with everyone who was a fan of the Hunger Games. I mean, everyone wanted to know what she was going to do next. After that movie, everyone realized how great of an actress she is. And she still is. I still love her. But at the moment, it was all, she was all the rage. Everyone was talking about her. Everyone wanted to know what movie she was going to do next. And that usually happens when there's like this very... You know these movies like Twilight or Harry Potter or any of those movies? People are always want to know what they're doing in the middle of the big franchise, science fiction, book adaptation films. Everyone wants to know what they're doing in the middle. So Tumblr, I remember, was very... They had this picture of her giving the middle finger through like a glass, like a window glass. To Bradley Cooper, it's a very famous picture. If you look like Jennifer Lawrence 2013, Civil Playbook, you're gonna find <laughs> that picture. I love that picture. When I when I saw that picture on Tumblr, I was like, oh my god. I wanna know what the mo- what this movie is, and I wanna watch this movie. And that movie basically was Civil Playbook, which got her her first Oscar nomination. But I didn't know at the time. I just went and, wa- and saw it at the cinema, I remember. I don't even remember with who I went to watch it. I just remember that I watched that movie and then I loved it instantly. I just love... I'm going to talk about the movie later, so I'm just not going <laughs> to get too much into the movie. I'm just going to say that I loved it. And then I remember another movie was very talked about on Tumblr, which was the M- Les Miserables. I don't know how you say it. I call it Les Mis. But basically it was a Broadway show adaptation, movie adaptation with very big actors. That's what made me go watch it in the cinema, which was Anne Hathaway, Hugh Jackman, Amanda Seyfried, Eddie Renmain, etc. Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe, I think. And, and yeah, basically... I went. I, I love musicals, and I loved those actors. And I was like, okay, let's go watch it, and I loved it. So there, I had like two award season movies watched, and then I remember watching Argo, the Ben Affleck movie with my mom and my grandpa at my house because it was available on the streaming service we had at the time. And I remember loving that movie so much. And when I realized it, I had like three award season movies like already watched and I had to watch like two more that I really wanted to watch and I watched I remember Lincoln and one more that I don't remember that right now and I was like okay let's watch the Oscars I mean I've watched the movies so I know you know basically the thing that I need to know to watch them isn't like if you watch the Oscars, the Oscars without watching any movies you're not gonna get it and it's gonna be very boring but if you watch the movies it's going to be very entertaining, you know? So, yeah, so basically I watched them th- that year and I totally fell in love, basically, with everything. <laughs> and as the years go by, you start learning things. Of course, as anything, every every learning experience, for me at least, it is through practice. So, you know, basically, for example, you know, I really didn't separate the plot of the movie from the the other categories so I remember that I wanted the best director to be my favorite movie not the best directing I don't know if it makes any sense but I just tend to 
put everything in one box like if i liked the plot of this movie then i wanted to win every single award and that's not really how it works and while you keep on watching movies and you keep on learning about stuff you realize how to separate everything and what everything means for example i'm gonna give you a brief example but i'm gonna talk about the movie later on the episode but call me by your name i didn't love the movie didn't just kept me watching or kept me on the edge of my seat it was just a movie that you can have in the background and it's very pretty but the script the script the screenplay basically was so beautiful so nicely done <laughs> and i realized that i didn't want it to win best picture but i really wanted to wanted it to win best adapted screenplay because call me where your name is like a book adaptation So yeah, so basically that, or for example, I don't know, um, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, I wanted Rami Malek to win, but not the whole movie, and like that. And also, while you keep on watching the Oscars, you keep on realizing what the Academy likes, because the Academy are basically like a bunch of people who vote what their favorite movie is, basically very <laughs> summarized. So you realize, for example, that the editing that they like is very cut editing. For example, you have a 10-minute conversation and you probably have like 10,000 cuts in <laughs> 10 minutes. But that's what they like, so that's probably what is going to win. So you know, you also realize what the Academy votes and what's going to win. And I don't know, it's very interesting, but it takes time, of course, and it takes practice for you to realize these kind of things. It took me like, I don't know, seven years or something. And I'm still learning because as I said, I'm not a student and I'm not studying this. But it's something that really just, I really love. And I I don't know, I love movies and I love watching movies. I just, I've just found so many amazing movies that I wouldn't have watched otherwise if it wasn't for the Oscars. So yeah. So let's start with the first year, 2013. Okay here so my one two three i have three picks from 2013 my very first pick would have to be argo argo is one of my favorite movies of all time i totally forgot about it until one of my professors mentioned it in one of my classes and i was like yeah i loved that movie i just it's just one of those movies that keeps you on the edge of your seat until the end i'm gonna have, have to give big disclaimer usually oscar movies are really really long this one is two hours which is longer than the average movie but it's just so worth it it's one of the best movies ben affleck has ever made he's the director also of the movie so i'm gonna read you like the how do you say it the kind of summary i don't know the plot Acting under the cover of a Hollywood producer scouting a location for a science fiction film, a CIA agent launches a dangerous operation to rescue six Americans in Tehran. I don't know if that's how you say it. During the U.S. hostage crisis in I in Iran in 1979. So yeah, basically that's what the movie is about, and it's just so good. I don't know what to say without giving out spoilers, but you're in the attributes it until the very end. Then we can talk about Silver Linen Playbook, which is like the movie that got Jennifer Lawrence her first nomination and her first Oscar, which is very, very, very exciting. It's about, I'm gonna read you the summary here, wait. After a stint in a mental institution, former teacher Pat Solitano moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his with his ex-wife things get more challenging when pat meets tiffany a mysterious girl with problems of her own so yeah you have bradley cooper jennifer lawrence robert de niro i mean this is a great movie i love everything about it i love how it's filmed i love the acting of course jennifer's acting is amazing bradley cooper's acting is also amazing the thing about the acting is that sometimes you have two great actings in one year and everyone forgets about the nominations basically no one really remembers nominations after a couple of years but that year was the year that lincoln the movie daniel day lewis was also nominated so of course 
Daniel Day Lewis being Lincoln was going to win and not Bradley Cooper. Those things are obvious. The Academy loves when people not imitate, but they make like life. I don't know how you say it, but when they basically they do like a biography kind of movie, like the theory of everything, Lincoln, Bohemian Rhapsody, Judy from this year. I mean, the Oscars love when that happens, and they usually the actors from those movies win best leading role. So yeah, so that was very sad for Matthew Cooper because I don't remember seeing him in a better leading role since that. I mean, I just loved him so much. He was so good in that, and Jennifer was so good. And then the last movie from this year is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite musical of all time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is my favorite. The director, of course, is Tom Hooper, which no one can believe that after doing this musical, he did Cats. I mean, it's just uh, no one gets that. It's basically set in the whole... I mean, there's two parts of the movie. The first part, it's all Jean Valjean running away from Javert and kind of trying to avoid him. And the second part, you have Jean Valjean, but you add this kind of group of young men trying to start a revolution, which is what was basically the French Revolution. It's just the part before the revolution, the, like the small revolution that had to happen, so the big revolution happened, basically to put it kind of in a simpler way. And there you have Eddie Redman and so many great actors, and that's where I found, or when I discovered one of my favorite musical actors. He is the love of my life, basically, Aaron Tveit, with his very weird <laughs> blonde wig that they put him on. is so weird. But he's so good in the movie. Every time he sings, I get just goosebumps all over because he's so good. And the movie is so good. It's very long. It's two hours and 38 minutes. And it's all musical. Like, they don't talk. They're they're singing all of the time, like the full, almost three hours of the movie they're singing, which means you have to like musicals and you have to like story, history, story, history. So those are the kind of things that you need to know. But I mean, Anne Hathaway performance is mind blowing. I dreamed the dream. If you never watched that, just watched it on YouTube. She is truly like real life cutting her hair while she's singing that and the great thing about Tom Hooper is that he makes every single actor sing live so they're singing live basically in the movie there's no playback going on which is so interesting and so great and I think that every musical should do that but yeah it's my favorite musical of all time and then we have 2014 Oscars, which were really great. I think, yeah, it was the year that it was hosted by Ellen, so it was so much fun. You have the very famous um, Oscar selfie taken by Jared Leto, and it was, I don't know, it was so cool, and she's such a great host. And this was basically the year of many movies. I didn't fall in love with one specific movie. There's one movie that I didn't watch this year, and I still haven't watched it. And I just really hate myself for that because I really think that I should watch this movie. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. But it's her, the Joaquin Phoenix movie. Yeah, and I haven't watched it, which I think will be one of my favorites from this year. But I haven't watched it yet. I know, really bad. (laughs) But I watched most of them. I have to talk. My favorite movie from this year are two. And I don't know why... Then both had to do with money and, you know, I don't know, hustle. It's very weird. But my favorite, of course, is The Wolf of Wall Street. It's a great movie. It's based on the true story of Jordan Belfort and how he rises to the top and the whole corruption and crime and federal government. You have Leo DiCaprio. The best Leonardo DiCaprio roles are the ones where he's been... A comedian, you know, when he's making like a funny role. Those are my favorite roles from Leo DiCaprio. But I think that he always, <laughs> this is going to sound weird, but he always does those roles a year where someone else is obviously going to win. For example, that year, Matthew McConaughey did Dallas Players Club, 
which of course he was gonna win. I mean, he was playing this man with AIDS, and he, I don't know how many pounds he lost for that movie. I think like twenty, and it was this whole physical thing for him to get to that role. And usually, Academy Awards kind of give the best actor, best actress to the one that gives. If you give a lot of physical effort for the role, they're going to recognize that and they're going to give you the award. But still, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street was great, but he, there was no way that he was going to beat Matthew McConaughey's role. But still, Leo DiCaprio being like in a comedy kind of movie is my favorite. This movie is amazing. Jonah Hill killed it is amazing margot robbie in this movie she's so gorgeous she's so good at the end it gets it gets kind of violent like too much maybe but it's great i mean it's a three-hour movie that's normal for martin scorsese films but still it's so good truly i loved it and i cannot believe it didn't win any like important roles I thought that Jonah Hill was going to win. I truly, truly did. But, well, that's life. And the second movie that I don't know what there are many people talking about it is American Hustle with, of course, Jennifer Lawrence, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams, and Christian Bale. This movie is amazing. The plot twist at the end is just amazing. I, I don't have any more words to say, it, but basically it is about... A con man, Ivan Rosenfeld, along with his adoptive partner, Sidney Prosser, is forced to work for a wild F by FBA agent, Richie Demasio, who pushes them into the world of Jersey power brokers and the mafia. Basically, it's, that. it's like two people who enter to the mafia and there's this whole thing in there. But I mean, you have to watch it. I really can't explain it. I really want to watch it again because there are a lot of things that I don't remember about this movie. But I just remember that the plot is twisted at the end was amazing. I think Amy Adams, yes, Amy Adams. No, Amy Adams didn't win anything for this movie, but still, she should have because she was amazing in this. Just beautifully done. Also, if you want to watch something about from these Oscars, you should totally watch Matthew McConaughey's acceptance speech where he talks about who his hero is and then he closes with all right all right all right i mean it's just so epic and every time i see it on my feed i have to share it because i love it but yeah basically the movie that really really the two movies that really won that year were 12 years of snake which is a great movie not my favorite but it's great and then another great movie is gravity which oh my god it only lasts an hour and a half and it felt like three hours i remember basically two astronauts are in the space and they have an accident and they don't have like connection to <laughs> the planet earth and they're basically stranded in space those two astronauts are sandra bullock and george clooney so yeah basically it's uh, the story about them too for me i mean i really liked the movie and i understood why you want so many awards but it was so harsh to watch it was so claustrophobic to me i was like oh my god sandra bullock is basically suffering for the hour and a half everything she wants to do to kind of save herself ends up going wrong i mean it's just so i felt so claustrophobic and the whole silence from the space like that that silence situation i don't know I don't like space movies, that's maybe why, <laughs> but it's a great movie and I totally understand why Alfonso Cuaron won best, how do you say it, best director, yes, I totally get it and I totally understand it, but it, that's not my kind of favorite movies to watch, that, they make me feel very claustrophobic or very, feel very desperate. Desperate. What is that? I feel like very helpless. Like I'm just wanna, wanting to help this girl, and I just really can't. And I don't know. I really don't enjoy watching these movies, but it's still a very. It was very nicely executed. That's what I'm most trying to say. So yeah. Now on to 2015. 2015 has to be one of my favorite 
years, like award seasons ever. I'm trying to see like the movies that I really like from that year. And there are movies that I'm still a very, very, very big fan of. Of course, the very big winner of the year was Berman. And I love that it has two names because you say Berman and everyone's like, mm, what the movie's about? I really doesn't sound like something I want to watch and if you have to like describe the movie in a couple in like a sentence it would be the unexpected virtue of ignorance which is the second name of the movie or the original title or however whatever I don't know why it has two names I would have just lived it leave it with the unexpected virtue of ignorance I love that name and basically that is an actor who's trying to revive his career by writing directed and starring in a Broadway production it's the very first or at least the very first time I watched an Alejandro Iñárritu movie, I don't know if that's how you say his name, I just find it so hard to pronounce but it's the, my, the very first movie that I saw that it was all in one shot or at least it looks like it's one in one shot and it was beautifully done, I really want to rewatch this movie there are so many great things about it Michael Keaton is amazing. Just his performance is amazing. Emma Stone in this movie is surprisingly amazing. It's the very first time she does like a more drama situation kind of role. And there's a monologue that she gives, I think, really close to the end. That is amazing. That totally got her the nomination. And I thought that she was going to win. Uh, but she didn't sadly and yeah basically the one shot is done beautifully you don't get dizzy that's my main problem with one shot movies I get kind of dizzy watching it but I don't know I think it was because it was the very first one shot movie that I watched I was so mesmerized about it and I didn't understand how you do it and then you search on YouTube like the cuts in Berman and you can see where they strategically cut the movie so to make it seem like a one shot but still it's amazing and it's a great movie and the story is great the ending is very bizarre if you watched it you know why it's very bizarre i don't understand the ending that's the only thing that kind of just fucks it up basically for me i hate the ending but whatever it's a great movie anyway then there's this movie that i really liked I don't know, I just, I liked it, you know, it's Boyhood, which is basically the life of this boy, Mason, from early childhood to his arrival at college, and it's great, I mean, it's like two hours and 45 minutes of a movie, which is like a normal movie, and if you didn't know the specific detail about the movie that I'm gonna about to tell you, you wouldn't understand, like, why was it nominated, or why it's so famous, or recognized the thing about this movie is that it was filmed in 14 years truly 14 years every year since i think it was 2000 to 2014 or 1999 to 2013 i don't know one month all the actors will reunite and will film a part of the movie so during the whole movie there are the same actors they're just growing old you know it's not like a kid who then who is an actor and then when he's a teenager he, the actor changes no he's the same kid and the same mother and the same father and the same everyone throughout the whole movie which is very how how I say it it's very interesting to watch and it's very great but I don't know I think that the movie is missing like a like a spark something that keeps you or makes you want to keep on watching it but still I just know that it was very beautifully made but I'm thankful that Berman won <laughs> Best Picture because it was my favorite that year and then we have my two favorites from that year besides Berman which are Whiplash. Whiplash is the very first Damien Chazelle famous movie you have My Stellar, you got Cheka Simons, Melissa Benoist I mean <laughs> such a great movie my Stellar and J.K. Simon's like relationship in this movie is so great. It's basically about a young drummer, My Stellar, who enrolls into this very cutthroat music conservatory where you have this instructor who is really 
mean to put it in a way, but he says that he's always he's being this mean to kind of um how do you put it to kind of make the potential to show the potential the real extreme potential of his students so he has to kind of push them over the edge which this kind of gets taken into <laughs> the whole other level but it's a great movie it's one of my favorite movies of all time i love i loved what Damien Chazelle did with this movie I don't understand why he didn't well I mean of course Bermond is gonna win best director but the second really close one should have been Whiplash and it wasn't nominated oh my god it wasn't nominated what the hell whatever Whiplash is a great movie if you wanna kinda dip your toe in the Damien Chazelle style since this movie I realized that I really loved him and my stellar in this movie is amazing of course, Jacob Simons was amazing. I mean, he won an Oscar for it, but no one really recognized my stellar work in this movie. And I don't know why, because it's one of his best work. But yeah, it's a great movie. You should watch it. It's one hour and 40 minutes, so it's not that long. But it's great. And my favorite movie from this year will have to be Gone Girl. Gone Girl is a very well-known movie. Ben Affleck. You have Rosamund Pike. I think that's how you say her name. Now, Patrick Harris, you have Emily Ratowalski, I don't know how you say her name. But yeah, basically, Ben Affleck's wife disappears and he has a very intense media focusing on him, thinking that he's the one who made him this, who made her disappear, basically who killed her. And yeah, basically, it's a story about that, her disappearance, what happens, the relationship between them both. I mean, this movie is very long. I don't know why it didn't get more recognition. It got a lot of recognition from social media, but not from the award people. I don't know why it's a great movie, but basically, yeah, I mean, you have, for me, there are two movies in one. You have an hour, it's two hours and a half. So basically, the first half is, a, is my favorite half <laughs> it's my favorite one of my favorite movies the first half of this movie is so great i mean everything is just it keeps you on the edge of your seat because you don't know what's gonna happen and whatever and it ends with this big plot twist and this great monologue that you should just search on youtube gonger monologue i mean if you want the spoilers if you don't want the spoilers then you shouldn't watch it <laughs> and for me the movie should have ended there Everything that happens in the second half of the movie is completely unnecessary. Like, it just... I don't know. Everything that was great from the first half, it just kept declining in the second half. So, yeah. So, I have mixed feelings about this movie. But the very first half is so great. And the ending, I didn't really understand it until, like, a couple months ago when someone explained it on Twitter, I think it was. And I was like, oh, right. Now I get it. So now we are on to 2016. Yeah, this was a really great year also. Here, okay, before talking about my favorite movies, I'm going to talk about a very, not unpopular, but a very strong opinion I have about this. This was the year that Leo DiCaprio won his very first Oscar with The Revenant. And I'm, I have, I don't get <laughs> The Revenant. I don't get why they make this movie, the reason behind this movie, why he had to actually suffer so much to do this movie. Like, he won the Oscar basically because he gave his all physically for this movie. But I don't get why, you know, the reason behind this movie or the message behind this movie. I think it's very, like, environmental message maybe but i don't see it either i know that they filmed this movie here in argentina a part of the movie and that was really great and that is very nice but still i just don't don't understand why he had to actually swim in a really really cold almost iced lake with this very big coat like fur coat for him to win an Oscar and for him to have to fight with this bear and be like almost dying during the whole movie. I think that Leo DiCaprio is so much better in roles like 
the Wolf of Wall Street or Once Upon a Time. The thing is that I think he didn't had great timings with those roles because there were other people who deserved it more at the time. Not deserved it more, but it was always it was obvious they were gonna win because of the physical that they gave. They have the physical like effort that they gave for those roles but still i don't think that this role <laughs> was necessary for him to win the oscar i think that he could have just done any other movie without suffering so much and he he will still like have won i don't know i don't get this movie is very intense to watch and there's not like a real plot it's just like two men or like a group of men in the 1820s just fighting for survival by being just attacked by a bird and just betrayal between them i don't know it's a very weird movie i didn't like it i didn't understand why he won so many awards like he won so many awards i don't know i just i didn't like it i understand why alejandro i'm not gonna try to even say his last name i understand why he may have won best director but i just and I understand, of course, why Leo won Best Actor. I mean, he totally deserved it because his performance is amazing, but I just don't get why he had to suffer so much to get an Oscar. Like, I think he, they just got on with the joke. Like, the Academy just got on with the joke until he actually, until they had to give it to him, you know? You couldn't just not give it to him after that performance. But I don't know, it was a very weird movie, and I don't really like it. But yeah, then we have this room. I'm not going to talk much about it because this episode is already so long, but Brie Larson's and Jacob Tremblay performance in this movie is amazing. Basically, is a woman who was held captive for seven years, which she ends up getting pregnant and having a son, finally gain their freedom and are able to escape. And the boy that she had while she was in captive experiences the outside world for the very first time it's a very how do i say it? it's a very harsh movie to watch not harsh but it's very it's a very it's a real drama you know you have to be emotionally prepared to watch something like this i cried like five times watching this movie which you know it's a lot of times to cry during a two-hour movie <laughs> but still it's a great movie and i think everyone should watch it and my last movie is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. It's Spotlight. It's the story of how the Boston Globe uncovered the massive scandal of child mol- molestation, molestation and the cover-up within the local Catholic church and everything. I mean, this movie is so powerful. They have a great cast. Margaret Fallow, Michael Keaton, Rachel McAdams. Why do I say her name like that? But yeah, Rachel McAdams. It's an amazing movie. The thing that is so powerful about this is that it's a real story. So that's just... It makes everything so much more powerful and shocking while you're watching it. It's still one of my favorite movies. I don't know how many times I can say that. <laughs> I'm so happy that it won Best Picture this year because I really thought that The Revenant was going to win it. And at the end, you have this whole list with the cities and the countries where there's a case of this nature. And Argentina is in it, and many other countries are in it. I mean, basically every country in the world is in this, which is not okay. But yeah, basically, you should watch Spotlight. It's a great movie, very interesting, and it's a must-watch for everyone. Everyone should be educated in this topic. So this episode is very long. I'm so sorry, but whatever. We're going to finish it now because we are already, like... In 2016, I think, or 2017, I don't remember anymore. Yeah, 2017. But we're going to kind of try to breeze through the next movies. So, 2016 was basically the year of La La Land. Everyone loved La La Land. I still love La La Land. Damien Chazelle's directing in this movie was amazing. The colors, the format, the old school Los Angeles feel... It's amazing, and the ending in this movie is amazing. I loved Emma Stone. I didn't like Ryan Gosling that's mo- that much in this movie. His performance is kind of, I don't know, dull. I really didn't like it. But Emma's performance just takes the whole prize. It's amazing, and you should totally watch this movie. If you don't like the ending, 
I don't know if I want to be friends with you. <laughs> I think that the ending gives the meaning to this movie. The meaning in this movie and the real importance of this movie is in the end. I'm not going to tell you anything about it. You're going to have to watch it yourself. But you should totally watch it. And it's a musical, but it's not a musical like The Miss, which is a whole musical. There's no talking here. It's like more of a normal musical where they kind of sing sometimes, but other times they don't sing. I don't know how many songs there are, but like one, like ten, nine songs in the movie. It's not that bad. Of course, a great movie is Moonlight. I don't know what else to say about this movie. Mahershala Ali is amazing in this movie, and it was the very first time he appeared in the Oscar scenery. It's an amazing movie. You should watch it, especially nowadays. With everything going on, you should totally, totally watch this movie. Okay, so now we go to 2018 Oscars. First of all, I have to give a very big rant about The Shape of Water. I kind of get why you want Best Director, okay? We can just agree on that, but the whole plot of the story... It's not okay. It's not okay. I mean, if you want to give a story about complicated, unrequited love, you should have done it. You could have done it with so many other things than a woman falling in love with an amphibious creature. It's so strange, so unnecessary. And why didn't want this picture? Because it talked about this unrequited love or whatever. But I don't know. There are so many ways to do it nowadays. I hated this movie. <laughs> I truly hate it. Oh my god, I hate this movie. Well, then we have, on a better note, Call Me By Your Name, which was Timothy Chalamet's first appearance in the award season, and I was in love forever after that. I truly love him, and it's basically somewhere in northern Italy in the 1980s. You know, a romance blossoms between a 17-year-old student and an older man hired as his father's research assistant. The movie, it doesn't have a very captivating plot, but the screenplay in this movie is beautiful. Then we have Lady Bird, which was Greta Gerwig's big appearance in the award season also. And we have Saoirse Ronan, amazing performance by Saoirse Ronan and her mother, which I don't know her name, the actress's name, but it's amazing. And it's basically a 17-year-old come-of-age movie in California. Then we have Dunkirk. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I watched this movie because Harry Styles was on it. And I fell in love with it. Of course, I love World War movies. Especially World War II movies. And this is about that. Christopher Nolan, those amazing movies. And Dunkirk was no exception. Then we have three... How is it called? Three people outside Elby, Missouri. This this movie is amazing. People are not talking about it enough. It's a mother that personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. It has this very dark humor, which is weird, but still kind of funny. And I don't know, I really like this movie. Frances McDormand was amazing in this movie. And then the last movie from this year is The Post, which stars Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks which where they do magic together basically and and it's amazing truly I mean if you like those kind of things like everything that went on with the war in Vietnam you're probably gonna love this um but you have to be you have to like that if you are not educated on that subject you're probably not gonna get most of the movie but if you are, you're gonna love it. So yeah, basically just educate yourself in the Vietnam War. And if you are really educated, I really recommend it. Tom Hanks and Mary Strape just knock it out of the park. Let's go with my 2019 favorites. I mean, we have two movies that I really liked. And one movie that will be my favorite, one of my favorites forever. Okay, so the two movies that I liked were... Bohemian Rhapsody, of course, it's a great movie. It's a great movie to watch with your family. It's a great movie if you like Queen. But still, it's a great movie. It's, they don't show a lot of like the drugs and the alcohol and how intoxicated he always was. So that's why it's a nice movie to watch with your family. And basically, everyone knows Queen. 
everyone has heard their songs and if you watch this movie you're probably gonna be like obsessed with queen after watching it and with the scenes and with the comparisons and it's amazing and Rumi Malek gives his best performance to date and he totally deserved yes another great movie from that year is black landsman which basically an african-american police successfully manage manages to infiltrate the local Klux clan branch with the help of a jewish surrogate i don't know it's great it's based on actual events the director is spike lee which is enough reason for you to watch the movie adam driver is also in this movie and then we have vice vice is the story of dick cheney you know, um, the future, well, the former vice president to vice president to president George W. Bush, and how he, you know, how he got to be the most powerful man in Washington, basically. And it's amazing. I am a sucker for political dark humor movies, movies, and this was everything I needed and more you have Christian Bale you have Amy Adams you have Steve Carell I mean what else do you want and Adam McKay did an amazing job with the directing and the writing and the editing the fact that I'm not going to tell you much more about it but the fact that it's narrated by someone it makes it so much more easier to understand and just the fact that for example Dick Cheney is trying to convince someone and they show you like the bait, the, the fish catching the bait. I don't know, it's just so smart. This movie is so smart in the way that it's done. I don't know, I really love this movie. It's going to be one of my favorite for many, 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 many years to come. <laughs> I really, really liked it. I I don't know how many times I've recommended it, but I think I've recommended it like 20 times. Well, now, finally, we are in the 2020 Oscars. So, I have a lot of, not a lot of opinions, but I have very strong opinions. Okay, so my favorite two movies from this award season and the two one, the two movies that were the most raw during this <laughs> award season were Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where again, Leo DiCaprio does, that, does this comedian acting which he's so good at and it's the best thing and with Brad Pitt which is I mean they they do like this great on-screen couple they have a really weird amazing chemistry Brad Pitt is amazing this movie is so funny I cried laughing like I was laughing and crying because of how hard I was laughing I don't know if that made any sense but yeah and I remember just I watched it with my mom and then we like a weeks after we talked about the movie and we just laughed <laughs> out of nowhere just remembering the movie the only thing that i didn't really like was that margot robbie was really how do i say she was really like on every single poster on every single interview and she really appears in the movie like 10 minutes maybe so yeah that doesn't make any sense and before watching this movie you should totally read sharon tate's story and if not you're not gonna understand the ending or anything about the movie i mean you're gonna send the movie but you're not gonna get the ending and i think the ending is the most clever thing about the movie quentin tarantino is amazing i love his movies but this is one of my favorites ever so yeah and it won almost no awards which was so 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 wrong and then we have little women which truly was robbed so robbed i'm so angry about that but yeah basically little women is based on the book by louisa may alcott yeah basically it's the story of the four women in this family this movie is amazing i mean if you follow me on instagram you know how much i love it because i post clips of the movie all the time i'm so angry that timothy's Chalamet's work on this movie I'm always talking about him but he did a great job in this movie and he wasn't recognized I don't know why he totally deserved a nomination for at least supporting role or something I don't know basically those were my two favorite movies but 1917 is a great movie also it's a one-shot movie but it made me really dizzy while I was watching it that's the only reason why I don't like it 
And then Parasite also was a great movie. But I don't know. Of course it was a great movie. It's greatly done. It's amazing. Directed by Bong Joon-un. I think that's how you say his name. And the actors are amazing. Nothing wrong with everything with everything about the movie. I mean, I think it was beautifully executed. I just think that they gave it too many awards. Like, if they wouldn't give it director and best picture, they could have been... They could have given screenplay to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or maybe if they were going to give it a screenplay and Best Picture, they could have been given director to Sam Mendes, you know, from 1917. I don't know. They could have just split the awards a bit more. I think they gave the movie the three more most important awards of the night because of the social recognition and the backlash that the Oscars got all those years before. I know that sounds very mean. The movie is still amazing and it totally deserved the best picture win and the big recognition it got that night. But I don't know, I just feel like they did it for the social recognition so people stopped criticizing the Oscars and not for the movie, you know. This award season was weird. The only awards that I was like, yeah, this is that I was like on board with were best actor for Joaquin Phoenix with Joker. Of course, he was going to win. He was amazing on that. It's a very harsh movie to watch. We can have a whole discussion about Joker any other day. Because if not, this episode is going to be three hours long. And then I really and I really like was on board with the supporting actors. With Brad Pitt and Laura Dern. Laura Dern in Marriage, Marriage Story gives this monologue about mothers and fathers. Which is amazing. It's so good. But yeah, basically those are my thoughts about 2020. I was really disappointed. Because when Parasite just won everything, you were like, okay, what I'm going to watch now? Of course it's going to win Best Picture and Best Director now. So I don't know, they were kind of boring this year. And I I was really angry about Greta and Quentin Tarantino's situation in this season. Because they deserved more. My movies, my favorite movies deserved more, okay? But yeah, basically, those are my thoughts. We have been here for a very long time. (laughs) If you're still here, thank you so much for listening to the end. I hope you watch some of these movies, one of these movies. They're really great movies, and I really hope you enjoy them. Thank you so much for still listening. And I'll see you in next episode. Oh, next week's episode is going to be a very exciting one, so stay tuned for that. And yeah, basically, that's all. I'll see you next week. Well, yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye.